so hey everyone we have jessica arent on the show um when you when you go through a linkedin profile there's a lot of uh, big words on her profile one big word is compliance and i would love to talk about compliance with you today uh another great thing about her is um she's been in the industry for a long period of time she's from the us we get to experience uh, the us we've been uh, i think you're the second guest and my first female guest on the show uh, i mean i want to talk about this you're the first women that i've interacted with <laughs> and sort of uh, sad but uh, yeah what do, what do you think about it i think that's an honor to be honest with you it's an honor it is you come from a culture in which women are just rising i come from a culture in which women demand to be risen and for me this is historical i am so honored i'm very humbled because it's extraordinary for your culture um and then when you put <laughs> my gender my age my professionalism together with cannabis it's always very surprising <laughs> yeah exactly i mean i was just reading about it i mean uh, you uh, you have helped a lot of tequila brands uh, yes. and there's always this you know fight between alcohol and cannabis uh, sort of you know when we are talking about cannabis in india i also sometimes sort of say like we consuming alcohol but why, why is it that we are not consuming cannabis it's less harmful to us but i sort of think that's like detrimental to the argument saying that uh, one bad thing uh, uh, that we already have in the society let's replace it with, with uh, less bad thing <laughs> yeah okay well this is where we correct the stigma of the plant we have to keep in mind that this plant dates back in its use back yeah. to chinese dynasty it goes all the way back to the beginning of time we have uncovered it in the egyptian tombs we have uncovered it in genghis khan we have uncovered it with william shakespeare we have uncovered it in yeah. today's yeah. modern age uh, we have used it historically king henry the 8th elizabeth queen elizabeth you know we've seen queen victoria we see historically where it was used in its extracted form over and over and over again for medicinal purposes for value of life quality of life okay but then we come to the 30s when we reach prohibition and a global a global prohibition and suddenly it's become this taboo topic now you add to that that you have some religious beliefs and let's talk about your country where you have definitive religious beliefs in which alcohol is non permissible whatsoever yet if you go back to the quran the torah <laughs> any of these books you can uncover where the holy oil was used yeah it's never been i'm jewish it's never been in israel or pakistan or or new delhi that who grows olives there it was never olive oil <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is the singular plant that the universe bestows on every single continent in every single climate for its medicinal purposes and it 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 feeds the medicinal needs of every mammalian every species that has a spinal column so mm. it it's it's interesting because it does it comes with the stigma of it being a bad thing and yet its purpose is so amazing all the way yeah. down to the fiber of the material um i i mean 
I might even get kicked out of my house for saying this, but I'll say it anyway. But <laughs> yeah, if somebody finds me drinking alcohol, uh, I might get definitely kicked out of my house. But uh, having bhang on occasion wouldn't be a problem. Bhang is uh, dried cannabis leaves uh, mixed in milk. Um, even uh, like while talking about uh, this experience with uh, Frenchy Canoli, one of the hash makers, he uh, I was just talking about it. I was like ten years old, and I was sitting in my office, uh, my family business office, and uh, my grandfather had his friend over, and they were drinking this, uh, uh, you know, glass of milk, and I knew what it was. So I have known cannabis. and i could never reconnect right right now i'm making a podcast about it but before like 2 years back i could never connect uh, cannabis to you know back then but uh, it's extremely accessible we have shops in uh, india in certain states uh, you can get it uh, quite easily and lot of people consume it uh, actually one of the most interesting thing is nobody actually knows that it is cannabis so uh, they know it's bhang right it's called bhang and uh, when you tell somebody that uh, this guy is smoking uh, ganja and you are drinking bhang it's two separate thing they don't know like literally they just don't know that it's the same thing so when people actually discover that the thing that they that they have been drinking since ages is the exact thing that <laughs> you know people smoke i think that'll be a fun ride yeah just before we started our call i was on another call with one of the indian entrepreneurs in the medical cannabis industry and uh, and i i have been in touch with him for a long time and uh, ag- like again and again like 6 months back when we had the conversation the conversation is still the same right now that a lot of companies in india are not following compliances not looking at the law uh, they're selling a medicine so for example if you go online you see is is marijuana or cannabis whatever is good for a certain disease the google or whatever says yes you go and buy whatever uh, e-commerce website that is in india uh, you don't see what percentage you don't see what um, are the ingredients of the medicine you just buy it directly in fact in india like i said it's illegal to sell medical cannabis you can only sell medical cannabis under the ambit of traditional medicine that is ayurveda so in ayurveda there is no you know declassification of um, sorry classification of cbd and uh, thc so you can only sell full full spectrum or isolate or something like that you can't actually uh, sell like 100% cbd 100% thc you can't sell those things but uh, people are still trying to do that and uh, i mean <laughs> what is your answer to that i, I obviously uh, you not in the indian industry but i'm just giving an example these things might be happening in the us as well they are happening in the us when we first came into obviously the cannabis industry has its black market yeah. and it is a very robust market <laughs> and to be honest with you i was very much a part of that black market because that has always been my choice in medicine despite what people have thought and said. Yeah. So, you're always going to have the bad actors and the bad players. Right now, we are facing uh the argument within the hemp space for example over delta 8. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. delta 8 is is a derivative of delta 9 and it makes you very high. Okay? <laughs> it really messes you up, but because it is not specified in the farm bill 
our hemp industry is going crazy with Delta A. Now it's a fight. I see it as underhanded. I don't, I can't get on board with that because you're taking risk unnecessarily and it's a liability. And we're demanding legitimacy in the space under medicine. The only thing that won't give you the side effects that the man-made synthetics give you. Same on the side of the cannabis. So it stands to reason that you're going to have those operatives in India as well. Everybody's looking for that little tiny loophole because everybody wants to, what we call hit the cash cow. It's the golden goat. <laughs> yeah. And everybody wants the golden goat. When I first came into this industry 10 years ago on the cannabis side, cannabis, a, a, to buy it in pounds, thousands of dollars. Now, 10 years later, hundreds of dollars. We, we've really impacted the industry because everybody wants a piece of it and they'll play for it however they can. So, you know, we see here a lot of formulators, manufacturers, and I use that term loosely because they're doing it in their homes. I just had a guy offer me butter he made on his home kitchen stove. <laughs> and I very politely say, thank you, no thank you, because I don't know what came out of your kitchen or if your cat wanders on the counter. And safety has now become an issue because again, we demand the, the validity to call it medicine. I hope that answered your question. Yeah, I mean, 100% uh, cannabis is, I mean, illegal and in certain places. It was illegal before, but I still think the mindset of operating illegally is still there. Like yes. they think... Uh, because this crop and it's sort of counterintuitive to the whole legalization movement, right? <laughs> you think that you want to legalize something, but you're operating illegally. And uh, I, I don't have an answer to that. And sort of, I'm just trying to figure out what is the best way, right? Um, so I actually wanted to, I'll just give you an example. I wanted to start my podcast in April because it was a 420 month, right? Um, uh, and then I ha had chat with this gentleman who told me, uh, are you asking these guys, do they have the right licenses? Uh, are you asking these guys uh, what is happening and what are, what are they trying to sell? And I, I stopped my production then and there. Didn't even release a single episode because I realized that I, I am putting myself at risk by talking to people who might or might not be legitimate. And there is no way to, first of all, um, validate that because they don't have the documents. Government is not... Um, asking for documents to a certain extent, because again, that's a gray area, gray market. Uh, but again, like you said, proactive, I think being proactive and being able to sort of taking your own charge. Um, Dr. John yesterday in the seminar was talking about Delta 8 THC and I, I had no idea about that. I thought THC is just THC. Uh, and I, I mean, <laughs> you, you're getting your patients high uh, without even like sort of not taking their consent. I mean, is, is it true? Like, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a duality, right? We call that here in America, we call that the double-edged sword. If I turn the sword this way or I turn the sword this way, you still get cut. Yeah. It's very difficult to operate legally because it costs you money to run a business. Now you have yeah. the overheads and you have the insurances and you have the regulator taxes and you have all of those numbers that start adding up and suddenly now you don't have the profit you did when you were standing on the corner licking three <laughs> grams and selling it to the guy on the moped going by, right? Yeah. And I remember those, I'm 52 years old, I have children your age and grandchildren. And I remember those days. 
And still to this day, for me, that's part of the fun, <laughs> the medicine, <laughs> admittedly, but that's black market. The other part of that is that when you move from black market into a regulated market, you're changing the way in which the plant is being grown. Now you have to create this supersize me McDonald's happy meal deal out of, out of it. So you have to ask that plant to overperform. And the only way to do that is to, is to adulterate the plant using different soil additives, grow methodologies, and they're not always safe practices. We see a lot of mold, we see a lot of mildew, we see a lot of contaminants, we see a lot of pesticides. And now we're starting to see studies and I am a great example of that. So I have been consuming cannabis since I was 14 years old. Hmm. My parents tried boarding school, they threatened military school, they tried to beat it out of me, they tried to cast me out of the family, they tried to ignore me, they, oh my God, that Jessica. And then one day my mother got sick. And the doctor said, well, that's cancer. And maybe you have six months. And that was six years ago. Because I said, mom, listen, you know, all those years, and let's talk about this plant. But I can't go and give any plant to my mother, I have to know how it was grown. I have to know what pesticides were used, were there metals in the soil? What was it? Because she could put that in her body and now lose organs. And here is my example. Uh, when I was in my mid-30s, I had gallbladder disease. It was terrible. I mean, there were some nights I really thought I was going to die from the pain. When they finally ended up taking out that gallbladder, it came apart in six pieces and it was jet black. It was necrotic. And the doctor said, you should be dead. And I went, well, I smoke a lot of pot. Ha ha ha. <laughs> and then a few years later, I found myself back in a surgical situation. And that particular doctor said to me, do you by chance consume cannabis. I said, yes, I do. She said, well, I'm conducting a study. You don't have a gallbladder. And my study is the uses, the materials being used to consume cannabis. And everybody that I've met in your generation that consumed cannabis all these years, they, they don't have a gallbladder. It was necrotic. It's a, it's a consistent threat. And we want to do a study on that. And I said, it's not the papers and it's not the pipe. It was the pesticide. It was the roundup. Yeah. <laughs> And that, that was what we were putting in our bodies because we didn't know any better. And that's what we're up against now. It is now, if I go to that dispensary and I get that product from that store, how, how, what was the safety behind it? And what am I really putting in my body? And therein lies the fine line between, am I doing something good for my body? Is it natural? Or am I doing something compromising for my body? Because that guy was greedy and needed to make more money. So we see a lot of turn back to black market because the guy that's growing for the black market is still growing in the old way. It's a more natural, safer methodology, you hope, <laughs> safer methodology. It's always a gamble. Until we regulate, it's a gamble. And until we get to everybody playing by the rules, it's a gamble. What happened in alcohol industry was... Uh, uh... In India, alcohol industry is not allowed to advertise alcohols. So they sort of advertise as soda water or like plain water or even music CDs. <laughs> like you wouldn't believe it, but like I don't, I don't see the relevance, but it's just basically getting your brand name out. And I think that'll be the similar case. That's the case in Canada with cannabis, right? You're not allowed to sort of advertise it. Uh, that is why I find so many similarities 
yet uh, cannabis industry and the people here are not able to hold themselves uh, sort of accountable tomorrow uh, uh, sort of any uh, bad or like duplicate alcohol comes into the market the company is going to lose or most of its stock value the shareholder is going to be angry things like that <laughs> do you think that kind of uh, sort of uh, you know um reaction from the cannabis users and companies if something like that happens i don't see something like that happening and the reason i don't see something like that happening is because again we go back to cannabis in history it's part of ayurvedic medicine it's part of that that belief system it is part of so many cultures it's part of the jewish culture culture and eight days of hanukkah that had to have been cannabis oil <laughs> you know it's it's really i don't see that happening alcohol is very different alcohol is a poison yeah. alcohol will attack your organs alcohol drives you to make some very questionable decisions it is it's it's a poison the reason i got into tequila was by pure accident and the only reason i did it was because it is the most natural cleanest and it has uh medicinal properties and there are in fact recipes with the tequila and the cannabis together for healing in the culture if it were not i would have stayed out of that that industry because that industry is an ugly industry i understand why in india it's forbidden it is i mean we united states is a perfect example if you look at our death rates and you look at our suicide rates and you look at our addiction rates it's it's ridiculous it's ridiculous and it plagues every family and it is a plague now you go to the counter of that and you go to cannabis what person smoking cannabis have you ever seen go into a rage <laughs> yeah Or it happens have, on a daily basis in bars i mean right at least one fight every saturday friday night sunday nights it, it's like a given that's why you have bouncers i think the biggest example you can talk about why alcohol is sort of not the best thing is because you have these bodybuilders and bouncers outside each club and nightclub why is that the case right because you have safety issues You're, yeah. you you have people that lose their minds on the poison of alcohol and it affects every single person differently and every family differently and it can destroy family whereas cannabis tends to bring us together we focus we feel calm it's kind of it it really does kind of a prompt a evoke feelings of love and acceptance it is it 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 is and feeds a molecular structure inside the human body that is scientifically proven we pull the phytocannabinoids for the syntax to mimic the endocannabinoids to perform a total function alcohol doesn't do that <laughs> yeah it's uh, it's actually uh, like you said it's a slow poison going through your liver and liver has to put so much efforts to process it and uh, i i don't remember who i had this discussion with but again the same thing because of alcohol you're seeing so many diseases coming up even we haven't even touched upon the point of opioids i mean such a rampant problem and still at some point we uh, are not agreeing to the fact that there is an all good alternative proven alternative but it's like sort of gone and uh, not been taken seriously even like in pakistan like uh, what is happening currently is uh, 
they are using cannabis to improve their economy and they want to start exporting it now uh, they won't be consuming it in any way in their own country now it will happen illegally for sure but uh, again like they know like honestly people know there's a lot of money to it there's a lot of, there's a lot of economic development to it but not willing to accept it <laughs> uh, it's sort of stupid like if you could probably export a billion worth of cannabis you can consume half a million worth of cannabis inside your own country so you're generating more value but still not accepting the fact that it is good for you i see my phone rings frequently with people wanting to work with me because i consult right and i'm a free agent and the first question i ask is why why do you want to be in this industry and when they say oh my gosh there's so much money oh i'm so sorry have a nice day thank you for calling goodbye hmm. it is very imperative to understand and know yourself well enough to be the buddha you know within or the zen whatever to be able to look in the mirror and know exactly why you do this every day less the man who comes in or the woman who comes in and wants to do it for the money for me it's about changing lives it's a quality of life if i had to live on prescriptive medicine <laughs> i would have no friends <laughs> <laughs> it, and it is creates therein lies the opiate crisis it is very we are very quick in medicine to hand a prescription yeah where if i pull this out of soil that was made by a higher power that said i made this for you for your wellness and being i choose that plant because that plant was intended for me in the most natural of form and it doesn't have side effects it doesn't create rage it doesn't create insecurities it is that's why they call it the plant of love one love it is very karmic if you treat the plant badly well you end up like those major corporate guys who don't have companies anymore and no more grows in the united states because yeah. the karma returned herself and she's yeah. a very karmic plant exactly i mean one thing you said that was quite interesting was that it's a natural plant and the best way to understand why cannabis is natural is uh, it never had historically an economic value attached to it in the urban world right uh, still it's grown everywhere so uh, like in india there is no you you you'll go to places that humans have never been to and you still find cannabis plants i mean that's the like untouched by humans uh, areas but still the plant exists that's like the biggest proof <laughs> that is the most natural thing uh, 